Welcome to Gaming and Gabbing, where video and tabletop gamers unite. A podcast where we level up with you on our journey to ultimate nerddom. I'm your wizard of weird, Diane Hutton. And I'm your rogue of realness, Amber Plaster. And let's hit start. Hello, our baby barbarians, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Diane Hutton. And I'm Amber Plaster. Welcome back. And we have with us a very special guest who I'm very excited to introduce you to. It is Nick Apostolidis. What's up, guys? (laughs) What's happening? Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, and I actually, he taught me how to remember his name by saying Nick Apostolidis. So if anyone has problems, (laughs) you can borrow that. I almost forgot about that. You're in my phone, is that? I hope you know. (laughs) Like, that's how you are in my phone. Nick Apostolidis? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's apostolitis, but apostolitis okay, was how he, because I wanted to get it right for introducing him. So you guys, if you're not familiar with Nick, he is wonderful, and I hope you fall in love with him as much as I did when I interviewed him on the Screen Extremes. I Aww. want you to be big fans of him, because I'm a big fan of him. He is a voice actor, among other trades, and he is our very own Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 2 Remake, Mm. as well as Frank Bowers in Before the Storm, and Charles Erickson, the douchey dad, in Captain (laughs) Spirit. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Nick. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm excited for this. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I've got some fun kind of just like getting to know you icebreaker questions before we get into all the fun talk about your projects right all right so my most important question is what is your hogwarts house what like harry potter well i know i know what hogwarts is but what do you mean what's my house Mm. which one it is okay that's telling (laughs) i've seen them all i have not read the book so i'm sure that disappoints you as your biggest question that's okay it's like slytherin Slytherin, ravenclaw gryffindor hufflepuff those are the houses (laughs) I'd have to remember more about them sure. to pick. I I would peg you as a Gryffindor. I would also peg him as a Gryffindor. All right. I just failed. No, no, no. I just ruined your entire... Well, you, you did pick. fail because you are a Gryffindor, but, <laughs> uh, but you didn't fail because there's no failing because there's you've no. seen Harry Potter and yeah, you can do whatever so. you want. Yeah. Gryffindor is known for being brave, useful, and just trying real hard to help people. Uh, All right. That's so, like the best one. Right. Yeah, you're so, the, you're yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. okay. I win. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> you're, pretty, you're pretty right. So, okay, maybe we'll have a little more luck with this, but maybe not. Who knows? What Game of Thrones house are you allegiance? Is your allegiance? Maybe to? we should ask if he watches Game of Thrones. Listen, this is more exciting. Okay. We don't great. know what's going to come out of his mouth. Uh, definitely the one that uh, Jon Snow was in par- a part of. Oh, how okay. Stark how again? How Stark? Yes. Yeah, there Stark. we go. Telling. Very, these, yeah. these are very. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> You're very similar to Tony, and he's also Gryffindor and like fan of House Stark, so mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. shocked by this at all. Yeah. Well, I started watching Game of Thrones uh, starting season four. Okay. So I missed the first whole three. Okay. I watched them all the way through the end. Um, I just I don't ha- I can't remember what happened yesterday. So That's you fine. started in season four. I, I didn't. And watch... you didn't go back to the pilot. Nope. Does that mean I have a lot of cool things to watch? Amber's very upset right <laughs> like, now, guys. I think I, I'm feeling daggers coming from both of your eyes right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, no, not me. I don't no, care. No, 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 no. Game of Thrones is not my Okay, opinion. hi, hello. As an actor, <laughs> you have to watch the pilot. That's it. How jealous are you of me that I still have to experience the first three seasons I'm, for the first time? See, that's how I feel I'm about you having you. never read Harry Potter. I'm like, listen, you get if you choose to read it, you get to experience for the first time, and that's amazing. It's The pilot is one of... I feel like there's very few good pilots, and it's, right. I think it's one of the few perfect pilots. Well, maybe we should all watch it together, and you can live vicariously through I my reactions. Will. Just I film will. you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an easier question for you, I know. Let's see. What's your favorite sweet treat? What's a sweet treat? I'm just like, kidding. Okay. Um, oh, oh uh, I mean, they're right in front of us. Um, I would say the Oreo. The Oreo. Is the most perfect cookie ever created. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I have a lot of favorites. I, what are I, your thoughts and feelings on a JoJo then? Okay. Mm. You gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know. Eh, I, uh, ice cream is, is uh, if, you know, the desert island question, um, sure. it would be ice cream. 1,000% okay. ice cream. But Nothing it would else. melt on a desert island. It doesn't even fucking matter. Okay. Ice cream soup for you. Ice cream soup. <laughs> what, if, what if you combine them and you say, I'm gonna need cookies and cream ice cream? Or I, an ice cream cookie sandwich. 
I make the best cookies and cream ice cream in the entire world. You make world. it? Well, it'll be another stream. Uh, <laughs> I need, yeah. That, uh, that'll take it the whole hour. Yeah, okay. no, no. I'm gonna, you're awesome. gonna come over and we're gonna do a cooking stream where you teach me how to make this ice cream. <laughs> okay, if you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, that's a good question too. Let's see. If I, I really was, like that question. If I was an animal, I wish I had these ahead of time. I'm so sorry. Research. I came up with them last night. There, there are some really good animals. Let's see. Um, oh, geez. Let's think, let's narrow it down. First, let's one, narrow it down. That's do you one. fly or do you swim? That narrows down a lot. Or are you on the land? Well, the, I assume I assume we're like ending up on land, um, unless he views himself as more of a bird. No, 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 not a bird. I, I think I'm, I'm a very, I consider myself a grounded person. And so I would okay. definitely want probably like two, maybe four legs. I would say, I would say something like, a, maybe like a, what, what's, what's an animal that's, that's kind of friendly, but if you, if you fuck with them, they, they will. They will murder you? you? Think of, think of a good one. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's, that's what I would go towards. <sighs> there's, there's like a, a ferocity to this animal, but mm-hmm. they're loyal and they're good animals. Um, yeah. You're well, describing like... a dog. <laughs> okay, then I would definitely or, be some... Or, like, like a pet cheetah <laughs> yeah. that you've, like, okay, that I you like raised. That. Cheetahs are actually really friendly. That you, like, raised yeah. as a baby and, like, it's loyal to you, but it's also a friggin' cheetah. Okay, all right. You know? I'd be a pet cheetah, and uh, you know, I used to win road races, like, running and stuff, so... Like that. You know what? That's it. I'm a pet cheetah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I have a few questions that are kind of, that tie into things we discuss on the podcast. They're video game related, but not, you know, okay. Now I should have some decent answers for you. What was your favorite video game as a kid? Easy. The Mega Man franchise. Mega Man's. That's right. We've talked about that. We have, and I I started with, uh, like my, actually the first thing I ever played was Atari. I'm dating myself now. Um, My grandma had an Atari. We used to sleep over and play like Pitfall. All the old games, if you guys remember. Anyways, uh, but then I was gifted by a really cool aunt of mine. I was gifted my first like console, which was NES. Yeah. Good old Nintendo. Yeah, I love it. And of course, like the first game I ever had was Mario. That was one of the few games like created. Uh, But then when Mega Man came out and Capcom like jumped on the scene. That was your stuff. Absolutely loved it. Love yeah, it. and that's that's always a part of me. And if I was ever to voice like a Mega Man game, I would die. <laughs> Just I, die. That is Amazing. a franchise I'm very unfamiliar with. And oh, I know. Dang. I'm so sorry. I, I I would like to get to know it. There's just, you know, All right, hours I'm leaving. The, Goodbye, oh, guys. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> wow, that would, that would be quick, the first. That was, quick. that was quick interview. Okay. What game are you playing right now? What are um, you in the middle of? I'm actually playing the new Call of Duty with my uh, with my buddy James. We've been playing that. It just came out. It's a really good uh, first person shooter. Oh, your buddy James, buddy James, who's in our D and D group, buddy James. Well, you know James. I just not fear. No, I know. We talked about oh, our D and D group. Oh, that is that how we all yes. met in a previous podcast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we met through my buddy James. Okay, um, cool. So he's the one who got me into like first person shooters. Um, I never liked them, but I started playing like Rainbow Six and Tom Clancy games with yeah. him, and I I actually found love with them, and now okay. I'm all about. Yeah, because it, so. it's fun to play shooters when you have Once friends you who play shooters. Yeah, the online stuff has been fun. Um, I growing up, I was always like not a co-op guy. They didn't have as many good platforms, sure. um, but now they have a ton. So yeah, that's okay. uh, what I'm playing currently. Great, that's that's great. Have you ever played D and D? Speaking of D and D, I have not. Would you ever like to? Is it on your list of things to do? I I'm one of those guys. I'll try anything, anything once, and I'm sure I'd like because it involves a lot of like strategy and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, and some role playing and mm-hmm. some acting. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be down for that totally. Cool. Maybe we'll set that up. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, lock we'll lock that away in the back of our brains. <laughs> <laughs> we should be having like a, a working list going on I here. Know, we have so we many really things do. to do. A lot of things do. we need to do. <laughs> what game's coming out this year? Are you like what game are you most excited for? Easy. Resident Evil 3 Ooh, and shocking. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Okay. Wow, because... Were oh, you, you're a fan? Oh, I'm a fan because my friend uh, Bree is voicing Aerith in it. Ooh. Yay. So I'm excited because I get to play a new game, but also because... Our you friend know, is in it. Like, well, we get to cool cheer our friend that? on and we get well, to play her character. Tell me, did you play the original? No. No. Oh my god, guys, what are you doing? Like, these are like these brand are like, new world. These are like classics. Yeah, but it, I didn't have I didn't have access to Final Fantasy. I didn't growing know up. anything about Final Fantasy yeah. growing up. Mm-mm. It wasn't until college I heard about Final Fantasy. How old are you guys? Ten years old? <laughs> what? No. It just I feel like I was just I mean, I'm from the South, so like you didn't play video games. No. No. Okay. It was just church and oh. football. Church and football. Well that's it. Did you play Madden or anything like that? No. 
Jeez. Because I don't like sports. So I was just like, get me out of here. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody help. Wow. I, yeah, I just stopped. I got really nerdy and into school. And so yeah. I kind of like stopped being in the video game world until mm. I got out of college. But um, we did I, cover this on the childhood yeah, gaming episode. It, so. I, I, I saw, like, people's posters of Final Fantasy, and I was like, whoa, that's so cool, because I had seen a few episodes of, like, Sailor Moon, and I was like, anime's cool. I thought it was an anime movie. No. Did not know it was a game. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. But I would have been super into it had I had any access <clears throat> sure. to it. And then I hit high school, and then boys happened. And then what do you expect me to do? Play video games with boys that play video games. I mean... Uh, I chose wrong. I chose... <laughs> I chose to... We could have dated. Could have dated. If you dated me, you would have been a pro, <laughs> but... Oh, we would have had video game dates. Oh. That's very cool. <laughs> I did, though, buy Final Fantasy VII, the original. Square Enix had a sale, and it was like $8. So I am planning on playing it. Nice. You have to dedicate some time to I that know. game to truly appreciate it. You can't just throw it in, play it a couple days. you got to beat it to appreciate it, and then I think you're going to fall in love. Okay. Trust me. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to. I really <laughs> want to. talking about this, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Because it also relates to a topic we're fond of, have you ever played Horizon Zero Dawn? No, there, there's way more games I haven't played yeah. that, no, that I should have that I haven't. You know that's what I mean? That's fair. You've um, got a busy life. Yes, I do, and it's um, it's great. It's good to be busy and, and do what I'm doing. But honestly, there's like I have a backlog of these giant t- titles. Like sure do. I don't think honestly I'll ever get to Red Dead. Oh, okay. But I want to, but I just don't. I've think I've given I will. up on that as well. I'm like, oh, I gotta play it, gotta play it. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm all right. I'm just gonna be one of those people who missed it. I, I don't think it. you'd like uh, it. I also thinking I'm thinking with what I know about Death Stranding. Yeah. I'm like I don't think Red Dead's for me. I played a little bit of it recently because my friend Paula was on my stream and she voiced a character in it, so oh, we were playing cool. it together yeah. to find her character. I don't I don't think I would enjoy like trying to actually play it. I don't think you would either, Joe. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, moving on to video games that you got to be in, the big one, Resident Evil 2 Remake, you're freaking Leon Kennedy, dude! Yeah, Leon Kennedy. You are? Yeah. It's a big fucking deal! I lucked out with that one. Yeah! Big time. Just, um, oh. I tell people in interviews, I'm, I'm honestly just a fan that got lucky. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> no, can... that's amazing. Like, how does it feel stepping into the shoes of this iconic character? It's, it, it expands like the whole the whole gamut of emotions yeah. when I when I talk about it when I think about what it's been like for the past um, really since 2016 since I was okay. offered the job. It's like how would you feel if you got to voice a character in in your favorite franchise of not just like a recent game but like we're talking two decades. Oh yeah. Right, and it's like honor. Yeah. The honor was huge. Okay. Um, the pressure was huge. Mm-hmm. The responsibility was huge. So much was happening, yeah. and so I just had to just kind of like trust myself. Like in order to not freak out, sure. I just said like just trust your gut and just trust that you you can do this and uh, and you can make people happy. Yeah, and doing, you know what I mean. So that's so, it. So how did you how did you prepare? Like how much you obviously knew the series, so you knew yeah. the original Leon Kennedy. Was there like did they coach you to be a certain way, or did they just like you said, trust you and you trusted yourself. Did you have to match the voice to the original voice nope. actor? No, not one bit. This was a complete reimagining. Okay. Um, they said, don't try to copy anything. Okay. It was good that I understood the universe yes. and the relationships, Absolutely. of course, but um, they wanted to keep this game really grounded, really fresh. It was a whole new script. As far as, like, no no voice matching, and they just said, like, as far as the personality goes, they trusted the casting process. And you got so, cast, so just trust the actor. Exactly. They say you don't got to put any extra mustard on it. Just just be yourself, trust the scenarios, trust the script, and just play them out like you would in real life. Amazing. And just uh, bring your essence into the character. So we got to ad-lib a little bit, like, change up lines, which is cool for, like, the writer allowed us to do that, the director allowed us to do that, um, J- the Japan team was on board as long as it made sense. Yeah. And it's funny, because we had to, like, translate a couple things. They'd have to ask, like, well, you know, what does that phrase mean? It, is that a cool phrase in English? And we're like, yeah, trust me, that's a, that's a cool phrase people would say, it. and they're like, okay, good. <laughs> I had oh. some of that. It's adorable. I had some of that with Life is Strange, because they're French. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, there was something that they gave me, and I was like, this isn't, we wouldn't, that's not what we say. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So it's about making it just like uh, relatable. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So what was, was it a normal audition process? 
Or was it, was it like you knew a person who knew a person or like you no. just submitted? No, I, I totally lucked out. Um, I didn't know anyone in the mocap world and I thought I had no chance because mm-hmm. of it. I didn't have like the resume for it. I didn't have theater training. I didn't have anything they were asking for other than um, I had like a, a physical acting background, right. like action background. And uh, this wasn't an action game. You know that. It was more of like a, a suspense thriller. Essentially, but the audition process was I just lucked out. I saw the casting online, and I, I thought it was like a fan film, and I submitted to it. And I was <laughs> like, amazing. I was like, hey, you know, I love Resident Evil. I, I would really love to uh, be in this project or whatever. I'd like to audition. And then it got back, and that it was a mocap project, like yeah. for the game. And I was like, oh, this is legit. This is the game. What? This is the game. So after the first audition, I think I emailed them. And I was like, look, I never do this after an audition, but you guys have no idea like how important this is to me. And I like spilled my guts out to these guys. Oh. And I said, like, I would I would give you everything I had if, if you gave me this chance and I can play a version of this guy, trust me. And then I got a call back and then, you know, after that I got cast and um yeah. And can you explain to people who might not know what mocap is? Yeah, motion capture is the process where they put that funny looking suit on you <laughs> to do animation. So they do this in, in movies like, you know, Planet of the Apes to to animate CGI characters or in video games, it's the same process. So you you film in these big empty like warehouse rooms. So was yours motion capture or performance capture? Full performance. Okay, so full performance. Capture. Yeah. So the motion capture is where they capture your your digital skeleton basically, and they put that into a computer system, and they just put a three D model over you, whether that's a cartoon, a, a an ape, or whatever, a monster doesn't matter. Uh, they're using your skeleton and your movements. Uh, they put a camera in front of your face, and so they're using like your facial expressions. If they're doing full PCAP, um, they'll use your voice at the same time, which is what this game was. So it's really fascinating. If you don't know much about it, you should look it up, like watch some BTS videos, because it's fascinating, really. Yeah, it really is. What's your favorite Leon Kennedy moment that you had in the game? Uh, there's a bunch of those, too. Sure. I mean, so it'll just be like one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I literally choked myself out during oh. one of the... Um, have you heard, heard this at all? No, I'm just oh, like horrified w- for you. Oh, I wish I had the sound file. I, it's on my computer. So anyways, in the VO booth, we were recording all the deaths. So when you play the game, Leon dies in a lot of ways, whether he gets like blown up by his own grenade, he catches on fire, uh, a dog eats him, and all of these need to be recorded with different kinds of sounds. So we're doing this, like, I think it was one of the last VO sessions of the whole game around 2018. We're doing all the deaths, and I was, like, really exerting myself, and I was losing oxygen in my brain. And uh, the director's like, all right, we'll do one more big death. This will be the biggie, and then we'll go home. You know, it's been a hard day. I was like, good, let's do it. He's like, you okay? Okay, good. And so he's like, all right, for this, I'm going to give a scenario. He's like, imagine uh, Mr. X grabs you, and he's choking you out, and he's... And you're fighting for that last breath, and then you kind of just die, and then he impales you with his claw, and you're gurgling blood. He's kind of big. He's like, let's go for it. And me as a method actor, I really went for it, and I poured some water into my throat um, so I could get the gargle going on with the blood. And I I just uh, put my hands around my neck, and to really get this, I was like, like that to make it sound really real and I just choked off my oxygen supply and I just fell down like a tree in the forest flat on my back into the booth and Tom the director thought I was uh, it was part of my act for the performance but then he saw my my leg was twitching and my face was complete like Casper White and he knew then that I literally passed out and so I choked myself up for this game. And that sound file is in the game. Yeah! I, I, when I was playing, like, the second time playthrough... I don't um, suggest any of you try that. But no, like, don't least, try that at home. It's not good. But, but like, I do feel the same, like, like when you're acting and, like, you're like, man, if I got a concussion doing that, you better put that in the Oh, film. yeah, yeah. You better use yeah, that. Yeah. They at least did. it'll be for something. That sound file <laughs> is in the game, so during one of Leon's deaths, it's in the algorithm, and you can hear it, and I can recognize it, because uh, like, the, uh, the team I from Japan, they gave me the sound file because they thought it was so funny. So they gave it to me like two two years ago and I showed it people. That's amazing. So is that Tom, is that the same, he did Wolfenstein and... Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, Tom, I met him Tom at, Keegan. I met him a, briefly and he's very nice. He's a very, very talented guy. Yeah. I love Tom. Tom, I love you. <laughs> obviously, now I know. I, my question was, what are your thoughts and feelings on the RE3 remake? You're obviously excited. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, the original RE3, I know you haven't played it. Maybe you. No, I haven't played any originals. 
<laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil 7 and uh, yeah. RE2 Remake are the only two I've played. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Is Leon I probably did... in Resident Evil 3 at all? I know it's Chris and Jill Valentine. I can't comment, to be honest. But isn't it already a game? Like, what? Like the original game, isn't it just a remake? So wouldn't we yes. know? Is Leon in the original Resident Evil 3? I think there's a reference to him... Uh, to be honest, I forget I haven't played that game oh, okay. in probably 15 years okay. when it came out. That's fair. But I'm not allowed to comment on stuff like that. That's fine. I just thought since it was a remake, it wouldn't be secret, but I guess it is. <laughs> they keep everything secret. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, 3 was horrifying back when I was a kid because that was the first game I ever played. Like, usually when you play games like that, there's usually like an end boss. And he, and he shows up at the end of the game and you fight him. This was the first game where the end boss actually chases you throughout the whole game. That's the nemesis guy? Yes. Yeah, I've seen his picture. I don't like it. His face is gross. We're playing that. He's. I'm going to play it. I am excited to play it, but you he don't is have a choice. icky. I want to let you know that. Three? Three? I do have a choice, because you're not in three, as far as I know. So <laughs> <laughs> If it comes out you're in remake, I'm going to be like, eh, all right. Yeah, we've decided before recording that Nick is making Amber play RE2 on stream. Yes, I am. And she's not happy, but she's gonna like it. No, so excited. <laughs> the things I do for you people. The things she does for you people. Yeah. And yeah. us. And us. <laughs> Speaking of the things people do, you made a cosplay of Leon, and it's freaking dope. Thank Tell you. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, okay, so that, that was a really special time in my life. See, the thing is, Halloween was always my favorite holiday yeah, because... Same. It's the best. My, my mom just sent me a picture. She was just found in the attic of me when I was like seven years old or something. And I had made my own Terminator outfit. Uh, Bless my, you. My, my uncle showed me Terminator 2. I was horrified. I had nightmares for like a month. But I loved the movie. And I loved the Terminator. Yep. And so, like, I was making costumes when I was that young. Wait, so how... Walking back, how do you make a Terminator costume? Because that's like, what, like a bunch of like... Well, back in the day, buttons and like foam and stuff you're putting together. Is it a box it that you drew that, on? What'd you do? I was young. It wasn't that involved. But I, oh. I, I found like a leather jacket. I took a toy gun and I just jammed it in the sleeve. Oh, there and you I, go. And I, I went to a face painter and they painted a metallic, you know, face on me. God bless. For seven, that's a pretty decent effort. That is, I was like, no, that's fantastic. I so, just was trying to picture it. I was like, wait, huh? No, that's right, half the face. Okay. Anyway, so I love fabricating. Before I was an actor, I was actually helping my friends in the the low budget indie film community in Boston. I was helping them make like weapons and, and stuff for like a post-apocalyptic movies. You're um, basically a badass. I was fabricating before I was an actor. And so this is a mix of it all. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm playing one of my favorite characters of all time. He looks like a badass with a costume. I said, why not get into the cosplay world? I started going to conventions and noticing how big and how passionate the cosplay culture is. Very. I have a huge respect now for it, for the people who create their own costumes. And I was like, let's let's get in that ring. And so I made my own from scratch. It took about two and a half, three months to do all the research, all the fabricating, a uh, lot of sewing. The, the distressing was yep. probably the funnest part of it all. I had to get the wig, I got it I got it styled, got the contacts, everything. And yeah. you just recently have posted photos on your Instagram where people can see this, right? And, and you know what? This is why I love this because, first of all, it was a fun challenge. There's no reason why I shouldn't dedicate that energy that I, I am able to do to this project because it means so much to me. But the other thing is that the fans appreciate it so damn much. When I was at SAC Anime when I debuted it, they were blown away that a voice actor would go through those lengths to um, be that passionate about a character and that's because a lot of them don't understand that like I've probably been a fan for longer than they have been yes I was gonna ask about the fans obviously the fan response has been great overwhelming wonderful yeah it sounds like yeah everyone's really embraced you as the new Leon Kennedy yeah people are gonna have their opinions of um, and you know the fact that like a lot of people have reached out and went out of their way to say like hey welcome to the family like that's all I wanted I didn't want people to say you're better than this guy yeah. or that guy because to be honest I'm not even my favorite Leon. I have my favorites. Paul, Paul Mercier, he, he voiced Leon um, in Resident Evil 4 and maybe like one of the films, CGI films. He was my favorite. He's a hero of mine. And um, I've recently met him and I told him that. I said like, you are a legit a hero. You're the reason I wanted to get into video games. And so he's my favorite. And when they changed him up, went to different actors, even I had opinions. And I said, oh, why'd they change? Like, that guy was perfect. So I get it. Not everyone is going to love me, but I have been received in, like into the, um, the community. So thank you for whoever's watching or listening. Um, thank you for that. It means a lot to me. And I just hope to continue on in the franchise and um, and hopefully give you know good performances. I didn't realize that they changed Leon up so much. They did. He's been voiced by, I think, a total of four to maybe wow. five actors, five including me. 
Okay, yeah. and is that it's just because of how yeah. long the franchise is and how like it yeah. came out? Just, of of course, like... um, you know the the characters changing and evolving. He's he's been he's like James Bond. He has he is um, <laughs> he, he's been he's been a thing in pop culture since 1998. So we're going on 22 years. They're not going to yeah. stick with the same guy. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, a little switch switcheroo from switcheroo. Leon talk because not only are you in one hyper popular franchise, you're in two because you're in Life is Strange as well. This you know about that. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about that. You are Frank Bowers in Before the Storm. Yeah. As well as Charles Erickson in Captain Spirit, who is Captain Spirit's father. Bit of a douche. Bit of a douche. And, you know, Frank's not that great of a guy either. Do you often get cast in more kind of less than desirable dude roles or the badass role of Leon? Like, what do you find you get cast as more? Uh, definitely more of, like, a Leon-type role. Like, okay. um, kind of like, uh, I wouldn't call Leon an anti-hero in that game, but no. in the film world, when I did a lot of action projects, I was always cast like the... Uh, Definitely the protagonist, but like anti-hero-esque. Okay. Um, I have the that in me. But <laughs> yeah, when it, when it comes to Bowers, right, he was the first one I voiced. All I did was tap into my East Coast vibe. Right. And that kind of lends well to that type of character who's a little bit like skeezy. Yeah. Is he good? Is he bad? He's got... He's got some morals, but he's a, a drug loose. dealer They're with this loose. really bad guy, Damon. You know what I mean? Like... So I would just like kind of leaned into that attitude. Yeah. Frank is 100% on a sliding scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is. He has mm. some redeemable characters. I think so. Uh, characters, qualities. But it's like, you know, hey, he's kind of a skeezy guy <laughs> as well. So anyways, yeah. but that's that. Did you have to voice match for him since you since uh, it was different person voiced him in Life is Strange? I think they were trying to voice match a little bit at least. Because I don't remember feeling like it was that different of a voice. I did not notice a change at all. Okay. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, you're the first person to respect. That. Respect to first Frank Bowers. Nothing against him. I just, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I, didn't. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and then Charles and we kind of talked about this on the oh, yeah. streams. Yeah, but which which one were which one did you get cast as first? Frank. Frank. Okay, and then Charles, because it's so interesting that you're two completely different characters in the same franchise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I voiced like three characters in one game, but they're they're like two different games, sort of. So did they just? They just loved you. They were Wait, like, so Captain Spirit was in... That was like a spinoff. But I know, but when you filmed the original day, when you filmed the original yes. Life is Strange, is Captain Spirit an extension of the very first one or no. is it an extension of the prequel? It, it's an extension of... It was like a teaser to Life is Strange 2. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do... So it came after even the prequel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were quite literally cast as Frank first and yeah. then like time passed... <laughs> And then they brought you back for Captain Spirit. That's why I'm trying we, to sort out the timeline of it, that. I did get cast as Charles after, but the timeline is strange. I was filming. Um, we were we were recording VO sessions simultaneously, so I was actually working on Frank at the same time I was working on Charles. Sometimes, like the project code names, I was confused, and I would be like, uh, "Which which uh, which character is this?" And they'd be like, "Oh, today's Frank." I was like, "Okay." So weird. I had to switch gears, and I was I was playing them at simultaneously. That is so weird. Yeah, well, is. because were you there technically? Because the the prequel was done by a different company than Captain Spirit. Yes, and they were they were in production kind of at the same time. Yeah. So I was really confused, and I didn't really get it until they started coming out, and then I was like, "Oh, this is the oh oh okay, I get it." Right. And you've played, how much of the franchise have you played again? Refresh my memory. Uh, well, I just played the episode with you. Um, I played through Captain Spirit, and I've played through, like, probably three quarters of um, Before the Storm. Okay. Which I, I loved. Yeah. And you, wait, you played first one at all, or no? No, I have no. not even played the first one, but... Um, okay, you have to come back on Daystream and try to save her character. Good yeah, luck. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. No, well. he's chaos in a bottle, Amber. <laughs> yeah. I'm really played, bad at this. No spoilers for Amber, because she <laughs> hasn't played Life is Strange 2 yet, but Nick made some anti-hero kind of choices. I pushed, I pushed the boundaries, what can I say? Listen, okay. I was blaming him till the very end of the game for what ended up happening. I'm I was so like, this is all of Nick's now. fault. This is all of Nick's fault. It's gonna be good. That's great. Dave's not gonna like it. Okay, great. You're gonna like it though. Yeah, I am. Chaos. Yeah, I do have to have you on. That'd be fun. I'm actually. It's really. It's kind of fun for me that you are a voice of Frank because I have this strange. I'm not gonna say obsession with Frank. I also have quite an affinity for Frank. But um. So when I found out that you were the voice of Frank, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, he's the voice of Frank. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> but I 
have this huge thing on my street. Because he's with, just such a cool dude. Yeah, well, my... For my, being a bad guy. Mine comes know. from the, his weird obsession with beans. Yeah. I just find it so amazing and humorous and fantastical that, like, literally, I have an emote on Twitch of a can of beans because <laughs> of Frank. And if you donate bits to me, there's an image. Someone took Dana in the first uh, game dancing on her bed, and they imposed Frank over it. So it's Frank dancing on a bed and then I play the there's a, someone made a song about Frank eating beans and it listen I love it's Frank and his beans relationship it's a big thing <laughs> I also have a, it's a, a special ship it's a special I, ship indeed I think it was in before the storm because the beans line was in the first one and then yeah. they do an homage to it when you go and visit Frank's um, <laughs> he's just got a cabinet full of he's beans he's got a cabinet full of beans in the, in the uh, prequel as like a, oh did you play the first game here's a little I, nod to you and I was like, oh, I love, beans, well, beans, 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 Frank and beans, yes. And people replay that clip. And so I'm like, man, Frank just kind of sticks out, man. He does. Let's just talk about that real I love Easter eggs. When they when game companies do that, like, it's so cool. Yeah, so cool. It, it really is. They really reward you for taking yes. your time to explore. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. What <clears throat> is it like being a part of the Life is Strange fandom versus the Resident Evil fandom? Like, are there differences or how is that? Okay, there's definitely differences. No, I, I don't want I don't want to like alienate no, anybody not at with all. the answer. I don't I don't want to with the question either. I'm just curious to see like you're into completely very popular franchises, so they've got different fandoms and what's that like? They do. So what I've learned, like I really sincerely have gained a huge respect for the Life is Strange franchise because having played through these games, like they, they pull on heartstrings. And they're so relatable, and I have seen, like, the comments and just talks. I've been on, like, Reddit. I've done some AMAs mm. um, back in the day. And, like, they've, they really care about it, and it affects them. And it, I think it's a cathartic experience. We talked about that, where it might help people through problems with the decisions that they make. And it's such an important series, and I think it should have won in the Game Awards, personally. So the, fan, the fans... I haven't been as involved in that community, however, because I am still new to it and I'm so busy right now yeah. that I haven't had much time. I naturally just gravitated towards the Resident Evil community. Because you are a fan. Because You're one of them. Because <laughs> I'm a 20-year fan, and the little time and energy that I have to do fan reach out, I have dedicated to the RE world. I am I would love to go to conventions and, and meet more Life is Strange fans, and I in the future really want to get involved in it I just haven't so that's yeah, the honest answer that's fine but I respect all of you guys and I think I think the series like I, I hope it goes on for like 20 episodes listen I'm just gonna throw this out there but if you ever want to do a Frank cosplay I will dress up as your can of beans sold um I'll start what time is it I'll, I'll start I'll go to the store right now and start working on it <laughs> Do it. <laughs> can um, you be Hot Dog Man? I, was, I can be Hot Dog Man. Yes! I was just going to say, thoughts and feelings on Hot Dog Man. Okay. <laughs> I know you have a Listen. an affinity for this, uh, Listen, this human. Listen, he's Don't nod. I'm I am call waiting him human. for the Hot Dog Man game. <laughs> call me. I will voice whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> who's listening out there? <laughs> Decision makers, who's listening? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I love Hot Dog Man. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I still, I drink out of the mug. Yay, you got the hot dog man mug. Yes. yes. Work hard, mustard big. Yes. <laughs> That's his slogan. I don't get it, but it's cute. I, I like I, that it doesn't make sense. I drink coffee out of him. It's good time. It's weird. Okay, so <laughs> we've touched on it throughout this whole interview. It's like snuck in in pieces. What is this fabulous job you do outside of acting mm. that combines your love of building that you've talked of? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what is? What are you doing these days? Like? Okay, we'll get into it. <laughs> I'll try to be somewhat brief. I, I, I ramble quite a bit. Explain um, yourself, sir. Okay, okay, okay. So my first hobby ever in life was building stuff with my hands. Legos was my first like big thing. I was playing with like Lincoln Logs and Legos. Um, and the first thing I ever remember wanting to be was an architect when I was like five years old. Hey, what do you want to be? An architect. <laughs> you know, that was me. So my, my dad, I get that from my dad and my mom. My mom is a super, super, super crafty person. Very creative. My dad is a jack of all trades. He, he built the home we grew up in when I was, uh, when he was 20 years old with his family. They were all like plumbers, carpenters, you know, everything, you name it, painters. So anyways, that's how I grew up and uh, very blue collar. So that's kind of how I grew up. And then I, I worked in the trades for a good like 12, 15 years and I still paint houses to this day, right? I just enjoy it. But then it all took a backseat when I started acting because I had to dedicate a lot of time. I had to kind of marry that. So 
Long story short, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I saw a casting for it. They were looking for a MacGyver-type creative builder. Now, MacGyver was one of my favorite shows growing up. I don't know if you've ever seen it. it. That was awesome. I know what it is. I've seen MacGruber. (laughs) That's fun, too. But anyways, anyways, uh, so I I submitted to this thing for a pilot episode of this building show. I didn't know anything about it, but the pilot was going to be in Baja, Mexico to build a project. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. You know, pilots never go anywhere, and let's just do this. So I, I... had an interview. They weren't looking for actors. They were looking for builders. And I, I got the job. We went. To, we built this crazy um, uh, trades workshop for orphans in Mexico. Awesome time. We we nailed it. Three months later, we get a call, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to go around the world with us? We got greenlit for the season." And I was like, "Oh, this is getting real." Oh. So nine more episodes, all around the globe. So and you become a, a traveling host. Just like that? It's Yeah, it's... I mean, because you're obviously half, hired for your work. It's half host and half... I mean, we, we build. This is not like a... Okay, but how many, like, builders have camera experience, though? Um, it, It's not as many as you think. You're like a... You're That's like what an HGTV like, show. You're, exactly. you're slam dunk, is what I'm saying. Because you have camera presence and you have actual world life experience. Of course they're calling you back. Hello. They're yeah, they, they, they wanted to know a bunch of things. They said, we don't want actors. We want, you have to know how to build. You have to be comfortable on camera. And you have to be okay in crazy crazy elements if if you're if the extreme heat really bothers you this is not for you if third world countries bother you this is not for you because like some of the conditions that we build in like when we went to like the amazon the jungle in bolivia that episode crushed our souls the amazon is no joke um i I grew up in new england like i was framing houses in the heat of the summer 110 degrees on a roof and i've been framing houses in five degree weather in the dead of the winter so I'm no stranger to like inclement weather and stuff, but the Amazon kicked our ass. It was like 110 every day, no shade, and the humidity level, the meter was like 150% every day, and we went down. Like we we are where our bodies aren't meant to do physical labor, like digging like clay and rocks and mixing cement in that kind of weather. So that's what the show is. We we go around. We partner with um, very select nonprofit organizations who are trying to get a very, very important community project off the ground to affect the area in in a positive way. And it's like they they just don't have the the money, the manpower, the resources, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of stuck. They're like in limbo. And we go in there, we partner with them, and we give them those resources that they need, and we bust our ass, and we we make it happen. And so the show is like half build and the struggles and the challenges that we have working in like third world countries or like in the mountains or whatever and half of the show is about the community breaking through the language barriers why it's important to the community and us connecting with them it's it's a show i've never seen anything quite like it it's not like a renovate this dude's house show i wouldn't have signed on for something like that this is much more like on a global aspect and it's called the fixers right? the fixers and where can you watch it okay so the first season is out it's online you can watch it for free i am so excited to watch this you can watch it for free online at byutv.org 10 episodes are live and you can also go to byutv it's a channel a lot of people might have it as part of like a, a cable package mm-hmm. you probably don't even know you have it it's kind of like an obscure channel it's the the show is funded by the mormon church but it's not it's not a religious show at all there's no undertones or anything but the mormon church likes to do a lot of like humanitarian programming and this is their biggest show they've ever funded and so we're in season two right now we are seven episodes down we have three more and we're hoping to go on for a few seasons and it's pretty incredible we've been to um 15 different countries at this point and we travel all the time like i'm I'm never in la and like i said that i know these girls i've i've been on 96 flights in um probably like the past like 14 months yeah yeah and yeah. we're very grateful that you're taking some of your LA time to talk here with us. Yes. No, this is totally, this is not a burden at all. Like, this is really fun. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Same, same. Yeah. I'm glad you couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I really was excited to hear about your traveling building show because I also really like to make things. Um, oh, I'd like to learn more about that. I'm more on the crafting side of that because um, I am very prissy when it comes to work conditions. Mm. But I do like to make things and I like to, to solve puzzles and sort of... Uh, you will like the show. Figure out, I like to you figure out solutions like to things. Yeah, And I love watching like oh anything that's like a fixer-upper or anything. Like I would, if you would be like, Amber, would you like this fully furnished home? Or would you like... <clears throat> To fix it up. A fixer-upper and a budget. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, the fixer-upper and the yeah. budget! <laughs> That's what I like. That gets me excited. Let's, do, let's find one right now. Let's find a skeleton. Because then it's like yours, you know? You get to go in there and be like, boom, this used to be decrepit wall covered in mold. 
and I have made it into an entryway. We, let me just tell you right now, we are kindred spirits in that sense. <laughs> My like one of the coolest things is customization. Like I like to mm-hmm. take something old, kind of like re um, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, refurbish. Ref well refurbish. Um, re ups upcycle. Uh, there's a lot of words. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I like to fix things up, patch things, make them really awesome, and customization. I like someone to come in and be like, where'd you get that? I made it. Yeah. It's one of a kind. That's Yeah. Oh, Joe was actually telling me how you and maybe James like went and built a whole wall in one of your friend's places. You uh, A pallet wall. A pallet wall. So it's funny. Um, in, in Baja, Mexico, on the pilot, I made my first recycled wood pallet wall. Okay. And we burned them, and I love right. wood burning. Ugh. And so we took a lot of old wood, we laid it on the ground, burned a few select pieces, and when you burn wood carefully, it brings out the natural grain. It's freaking beautiful, it right? Beautiful, yeah. And then I did my first pallet wall, which is um, it's probably like 30 feet by 20 feet. What is a pallet in... wall? Um, okay, so you know wood pallets? Mm-hmm. We, you deconstruct them, you okay. take the, the big flat pieces off the top, you take all the nails out, and you've got these beautiful strips of all these different types of wood. And when you burn a few pieces, like some pine, pine burns really well. And when you start to tack these little pieces up on a wall like a puzzle, it just creates, I, I'll show you pictures after, it creates a very beautiful wall that's completely random. And in the old wood, even if it's imperfect and there's some like spray paint that's still on there and stuff, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll show you. And then we did that for a friend. So he bought all these um, these wood panels and we burned them with a torch, like a, a roofing torch. <laughs> and it just came out freaking awesome. That's and awesome. So when I have a house mount, when I build a house of my own, yeah, you um, yeah. I'm going to have I'm gonna have burnt art pieces everywhere. I'm so excited to see the house you build. The house that Nick built. I'm, I'm going to show you. That's gonna, like the, your autobiography. I'm going to show you a lot of pictures when this is done. And- oh, we'll share, well, when the episode comes out, we can share a link. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited. We're, yeah, yeah. We're into it. Okay, so Resident Evil... Three is coming out when? April 3rd. April 3rd. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you already pre-ordered it? I have not pre-ordered I'm going to tell you why. I had to wait six months. That's a lie. Lying I- on this podcast. <laughs> tisk tisk. You come into this podcast. We welcome here. We welcome you with open arms I'm to sorry. come in here and lie. All right, continue. Don't hit me too. Don't hit me. Um, <laughs> no, so... Really, when when Resident Evil Two came out, I had already been waiting like three years to even of, announce of the course. damn thing, right? So then when it came out, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you you're gonna play it like the day it comes out and all that and stream it." And I I couldn't because I have a tradition with my uh, with my brother and my cousin that when a Resident Evil game comes out comes out, we always play it together at night. And so Wait, they, but it's not co-op, is it? It doesn't matter. It's just being just, being together and experiencing it. it. Right? It's like a book club. It's like you, you guys you're get it. Come on, yeah. you guys no, get I that. know. I just like if you're. I, my brain doesn't know how that works, but that's not just being just sharing the experience is what it's about. And so they live in Boston, I live in LA, and I was traveling so much that I couldn't be there. So when the game came out in January, I had to wait until July to play. So I had to wait an additional six months to play it. Now RE3 comes out on April 3rd. I would love nothing more than to play it the night it comes out, but I gotta wait till I get to Boston where I have a time where we can all get together and play the shit out of that game and beat it in one sitting. That's what's gonna happen. Is that your home base, Boston? Well, that's I, I grew up 29 years in Boston. It'll always be okay. like, oh, you know, be home yeah. in my heart yeah. and my family. I have like, I'm Greek and Italian. I've got like a hundred extended <laughs> relatives and first cousins and everything that live there. Maybe like 180. I don't know. It's a big jump. Yep, yep. Oh. I don't know at this point. <laughs> Babies are happening. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's right? just a lot of them. Got it. 100%. Yeah, I don't think this... I don't know if I have any more questions because <clears throat> I think all of them have to be answered on my Twitch stream when That's you force me to play a horror game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good night. We're making... I honestly, because I also don't like scary stuff, I played Resident Evil 7 <clears throat> on stream as like a... I think it was like I got this many subs or something. It was a reward. Yeah, a I made... I make I say scary games I make them earn it I'm like I'm not just gonna play this like you need to earn this because I don't like it my needs to be worth it I, I will create 150 <laughs> accounts just yes. to make that happen with uh, yes. you have to play the game in I, VR I will now because <sighs> what, what it, no 100% um, do not have to play the game in VR don't have to do that do though you make me a house and I'll play <laughs> the game in VR how about that I'm going to Home Depot right after this interview <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get wood and hammers and nails. Hammers and stuff. But <laughs> so I played Resident Evil 
seven and it was scary but when it was all said and done I found out I enjoyed the overall experience I did also play it because my friend Paula was the voice of the evil character in it very I cool really yeah. wanted to see her Marguerite work. Marguerite was that it no 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 uh, Evelyn oh okay yeah. well kudos little, to her she did a great girl. job yeah and so I did that and then when Resident Evil 2 remake came out I was like you know what I actually, I actually enjoyed Resident Evil 7. I'm going to play this. Good. And I did, and I freaking loved it. You're going to love it because you're going to play Claire side A first. You're going to fall in love with being Claire because she's a freaking badass chick with gets all these guns, murders zombies, takes care of herself, and you're going to love it. And then you're going to kick ass as Leon, and you're not going to kill me because you're going to be a pro at that point. I never killed anyone, actually, because I played, I played the really easy version, and I don't think I ever died. That's a shame. Well... <laughs> After all your hard work, I know. <laughs> uh, do you play... Are your characters NPC? Um, what? There's two ways to play it. Okay. So there's Leon side A and Leon side B and Claire side A and Claire side B. Yeah. So you either play... Why? I don't know. More... So you you play through the majority of the game. I did. Claire Is side A. Is it meant a. to give you a different experience? So you yeah, play more you than once? Yeah, you see the other half of the story from the other character's uh, perspective. Yeah, it's slightly different. The B side is shorter as well. A little bit shorter. Yeah, and so I did yeah. Claire side A... Went through this whole thing as Claire, finished, then did Leon side B, and you kind of are going through the same timeline, but as him doing different stuff. And then you got the extended um, extended ending. Did you know that? I don't know if I knew that. Did you beat it? I did beat the game. On both campaigns? Yeah. So what happens is, when you play through uh, a scenario, you beat the end boss and the game ends. Yeah. Uh, the second playthrough, uh -huh. when you do a B campaign... Um, you actually get a whole second oh. uh, second end boss fight and a true ending. So you got I an extra. I must have gotten that. It's you must been have, so long. I yeah, you, you got an extra cinema at the end. So I'm glad you did that with Leon because yeah. you got to see me kick ass. I in did play boss. as Leon. Nice. I mean, I missed being Claire as a lady. It was nice playing a badass <laughs> lady, but yeah. you know, Claire's great. Yeah, Leon's cool too. We love Leon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm excited to get well, to know Jill and Chris now in RE3. Chris is not in three. I thought he was. Who's the guy in the photo? Carlos. Oh, I don't know anything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. I thought it was Chris. What do I know? Oh, man. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, here's the thing. I played Until Dawn with Ella because she's she's a voiceover actress in the game. And uh, she was like, here, I'll leave the game for you. Maybe you'll play it. No. Nope. Nope. But hmm. I'm hoping one day I will because <laughs> because let me tell you. I like supporting my friends, and I also hate not finishing video games. It's a real problem that I have, and uh, it's not, Until Dawn is now in my backlog, so it's actually a pretty short game. It is short. Yeah, and so if, if, an, if Resident Evil 2 is pretty short, then I will probably... Yeah, nice. you, could beat it in like, you could beat it in like 45 minutes, so you should play well, it. Well, if you're really good and know what you're doing, I'm Nick. Lying, so she plays it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're ruining it. Honestly, though, I, I fell in love with it so much that... It's probably to date one of the fastest games I've completed on stream for its length. Let me ask you I was this. like very excited to go back and play the next stream. Mm. I feel like this almost doesn't count because you enjoy horror, but have you played <laughs> The Last of Us? No, that's that's on my big list of like Backlog. must must play games. That's on the I top would put of it that though. First, it yeah. should be. That's the top of it because of what I heard about it. I and know because the sequel's coming out soon. Yeah, I, I know I would like the experience. Um, I just need to dedicate like a lot of time to that. That's see, look, like one of my last streams with Resident Evil, I played um, a, a B campaign. I streamed it and I beat it in six hours. Last of Us, I, like I need to dedicate yeah, how many hours? You like do. like weeks. Two weeks. A few yeah. weeks to really appreciate it, not rush these things. I would explore the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. So when I have time. Yeah. Yeah. When that happens. There isn't as much exploring in The Last of Us as there would be in, say, Horizon or God of War. Yeah, it's not. There's a, no it's side not, missions. Oh yeah. It's oh, lit, it's okay. Pretty, it's, it's pretty linear. World. It's okay, okay, that's that's good because like I know for a fact I'll probably never get to Red Dead Two because yeah. like those people have played for like eight hundred hours and I was like I barely have eight minutes. Uh, I don't know how that's yeah. gonna work and appreciate the game for you what it is. You could probably finish The Last of Us in like a week. Okay. Him being knowing video games as okay, well as he sure. does, yep. I think he could. We'll, we'll figure it out real quick. Yeah. yeah. If, if it doesn't, so again, this question doesn't apply to me. Apply to you, thank you, because you haven't played the game, and also you're probably just a bamf, and you just walk around, and you're like, zombies, not a problem. Jump scares, don't worry about it. Is The Last of Us scarier or less scarier than Resident Evil Two? Last of tension. Us. Last of Us is not. Is more cinematic. I'm just gonna let you know the last one scared the crap out of me. Um, so we're like on that scale. I have a feeling that you. It's darker. Here's the thing: the whole game is just darker. I wouldn't say. I think their scare levels are kind of equal, but okay. the whole Resident Evil game 
is just like physically darker. Sounds Especially very if stressful. You, okay. If great. you play on the easy level like I did, like. But I, I feel like I feel like you'd be scared to play like Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> so I don't know like how to answer that. But I, what I've heard. Valid. What I've heard is um is that the scenarios in uh, Last of Us, it's just like unsettling and it's it, there's a lot of like tension that you feel as you play and that's, yes. I think that's by design, like that it's very intentional. Whereas Resident Evil, when you're dealing with a zombie genre, I know I know things about Last of Us. Uh, I think it is a little bit different though. Uh, I think The Last of Us for me was really scary because it felt pretty realistic, which is silly to say. This won't feel as realistic. Whereas opposed to like a pew pew pew, shoot everything, it was more like, you know, there isn't ammunition because it's the apocalypse and it's all been used up. Well, I I will say this, I will say this, compared to some other Resident Evil games, recent titles, um, this is much more of a, like a true survival horror where it's not really like a shoot 'em up, like oh my god, zombie headshot, headshot. It's really just like how the fuck do I get out of here? Mm. It's you have to figure it out. You have to be strategic. So it is different. It's not. Don't think of it like that. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, I am in for an experience. Yeah, yeah. you are. Um, We're listen. right here beside you. Mm. We're supporting you. Ouais. Everyone listening is supporting you. Until we're not, and we adventure. leave you alone. <laughs> we need to bring like a defibrillator and stuff like that. I hate that word, by the way. Defibrillator. 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 Is it fib? Frib? It's defibrillator. Oh no, it's defibrillator. Defibrillator. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Don't know. How did we get here? Where are we? Zombies ate our and here we are. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This, this was, was a treat. really fun. We had a lot of fun. And bringing us Oreos. Yummy. Where can our listeners keep the conversation going with you, Nick, online? Okay, definitely like Twitter. I don't know why I did this. Um, well, you can probably pop it up somewhere on graphics. But for those listening, I spelled my name wrong intentionally. <laughs> I thought it was cool at the time. But it's, uh, it's N-I-K underscore apostolitis. A-P-O-S-T-O-L-I-D-E-S. Okay, that's Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Yeah, Instagram is just uh, Nick underscore A-P-O-S. A piece but of shit. N-I-C-K. <laughs> N-I-C-K A-P-O-S. Just uh, apostolitis abbreviated. That's me. You can find me there. Um, is your last name too long? No, nope. just, just, in, just in my just, eyes it's a little too long. Okay. So All right. shortened it up. Great. Love that. <laughs> and then any projects they should look out for or just, you know, keep being your fan? Uh, yeah, definitely check out The Fixers. It's a whole different thing. It's not really in the gaming community, but I'm telling you, like, every, literally everyone that has watched it, they say the same thing. They say, why is this not on a bigger network? Mm-hmm. Because it needs to be. It's it's a feel-good show. It's all real. Nothing is staged. It's not reality TV. It's really more docu-build. You'll feel good watching it. It's it's helping a lot of people around the world. We're trying to raise awareness uh, for these non organizations and that's pretty much it I'm, I'm still doing like mocap projects still working on some video games that I can't really talk about but oh hush hush yeah but um but that's it guys oh um, no we'll just have to have him back on that would be what an awful thing I, I look forward to that anything <laughs> I can do with you guys uh, would be really fun I would come back in a heartbeat for okay. sure yay thank you thank you guys as always you can find me Diane Hutton on Twitter and at Abraham underscore Lincoln on both Twitch and Instagram uh-huh. I also can be found on the internet at Amber Plaster anywhere you search it because I have a weird last name thank you guys so much for being here for listening for giving us a f- five star review oh yeah thanks um, for all the five star reviews we love wow look at all those <laughs> holy shit um, because you know that's just how we gotta do it these days I also just wanted to say if you're listening we have a Patreon we do and we would love it if you would check it out we have a very special feature where only our patrons will be able to see a little video recording of our guests and uh, we started with this episode so if you're one of our patrons on Patreon by the time this episode airs you will be one of the first to get the video of the episode as well as the audio as well as your day early episode Uh, of the podcast itself so stay tuned for updates on the patreon and again thank you guys so much for existing i'll see you later bye bye guys and and the patreon we're all naked in the video so (laughs) 100 i'm just putting that out there (laughs) naked